Hey guys, coming to you, <laughs> coming to you live for another episode of the Finding Your Freedom podcast with me, Madeline. Yeah, feeling that, feeling this really nice, good, flowy energy today. And it feels like a very big shift, um, definitely a difference from last week. So I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, yeah, super excited about that. And yeah, so th- today's episode is just going to be the rest of my time in Boston going through that with you guys. And yeah, the past week has been such an interesting time. <laughs> really been going through it with these eclipses and being home and um, being on my period. I literally, I was an emotional like tidal wave the past week. And yeah, I've just been sitting in a lot of uncertainty, having a lot of anxiety come up, um, lots of crying, lots of things, and feeling my energy shifting today, trying to lean more into trusting and, you know, fight those voices in your head that tell you you need a plan for everything or everything has to work out this certain way. And yeah, just surrendering and letting go to um, the process and what is meant to unfold and the universe source God giving me another reminder of my creativity, um, my next position and wanting to be in a more creative role and really just coming home to that vibe of my creativity that I've shut off to fit into this very certain mold that I was trying to fit into. So I'm feeling really back into that today, feeling good, excited for some more travels going to South Carolina and Georgia next week, which I am excited about. Just gonna go see some family, but excited to just frolic around in this interesting in-between time that I find myself in. Um, But yeah, today we're just gonna talk about the end of my time in Boston, close the door on that chapter, release it, let it go, delete, I don't know if you would say that with the timeline, collapse it or something, let go of that reality and just surrender to the unknown space I'm in now and the new reality that will be opening soon for me in New York. Um, yeah, so I ended last time talking about December, going to New York for New Year's, all those feelings, and yeah, January in Boston and how that was. And I just want to say, if you want to listen to this maybe even more in depth, there's a lot of episodes this spring that have been more solo about this process of sitting in the darkness and when life brings you to your knees, that will also be super helpful for this. And this is more of just an overview of what happened and lessons I learned and all of those things. And I have been doing the same thing today where Telling these big stories of chapters brings up a lot of emotions, so sometimes I avoid the stories, but I'm super, yeah, I'm super excited to be talking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so in New York for New Year's, starting off the year there, very, very sad to leave. Um, also very tired from the New Year's festivities in New York, but it was the most amazing way to start off the year and the vision of my life there had kind of thought that I was going to try and move in the summer and quit my my job. I came back and in December I was already really having a hard time at work um, and just feeling really unhappy in Boston. So that's why I was having a hard time at work for the most part. And then kind of coming back from this next trip, it was just even harder. And I was kind of like, you know, can I last here and in this position for six months, five months? Like, what is this going to look like? Um, And yeah, just really, really struggling with that and being unhappy in Boston and it being the winter and all the other glorious things of the COVID winter in Boston. So yeah, that was all going on and things were kind of just starting to to become a little interesting at work. I felt like I was being checked up on. I found someone from HR viewing my Instagram stories, which I thought was interesting. Um, I'd felt distance from people at work as well. But yeah, um, like I said, I'm going to go into this more in the episode that will come out next week but yeah so I get called in for a meeting we decide to have it in person my boss decides to have it in person changes the time I don't really think that much of it um yeah because I'm just not really thinking about it that much and then I go in and Things are kind of, (laughs) I don't even know how to say it. Things are kind of crazy and basically I'm fired in a really um, intense over-the-top way and I've, I've been fired from a waiting tables job before and it was in a way where it was like you just couldn't rationally, there, there was no logical rational reason for what happened besides people projecting their own subconscious shit onto you and like basically this was just another one of those experiences where I'm like I can't even I can't even really wrap my head around this whole experience I just in that moment knew like um like universe sped up the timeline like I thought I was gonna wait until May I was not gonna wait until May like universe sped up the timeline and it was time for me to get out of there and it was just a really big sign of leaving Boston and New York feeling right for me and just needing to get out of that position and I felt I felt really hopeful in the beginning like extremely hopeful was very um, very hopeful that I would get unemployment was like, this is even better because I have all this time to like reassess and reapply for jobs and kind of have money in the process versus like going straight from job to job in New York and trying to do interviews while, you know, at this job. So I felt 
yeah, I felt really good about, you know, at least that part of it. And just like having time to catch up and do things that I hadn't been able to do. So, so busy with work, working on more stuff with my business and, you know, doing stuff for the podcast, getting some amazing guests on and yeah, just having more time to like reassess what type of job I really wanted after this because I'd had kind of, I'd had a pretty negative experience in research and wasn't sure really what I would want after this experience. So yeah, at first I felt pretty optimistic. I had a trip to New Orleans planned and was planning to go back to New York before then. Um, Because I I remember in January, I was kind of just sitting with things and I'd felt so certain the the two times before that I'd been in New York, but I hadn't really kind of explored the area where I wanted to live, which I was just thinking would be the East Village. So I like really wanted to go back and spend time there and be like, and feel into like, you know, is this place and this part of New York, is this my fuck yes? Is this the place where I actually want to live here? Um, is this my energy and all of those things? So yeah, I think January was just a lot of like, what do I want to do now job wise, like Googling random things and like seeing research jobs in New York, but being like, do I even want to do research anymore? And then just trying to like deal with like all the grief from this experience and like the betrayal and I really just never heard from anyone I worked with before after this and I felt it felt like my life that I had in Boston was just or the reality that I'd been living and it was just deleted in an instant and every part of it vanished my email vanished instantly like all the all the people that I talked to vanished instantly like it just yeah it was really crazy and I feel like only really one person from that experience reached out to me in a super heartfelt way like two other people kind of did but it it felt very much like everything ended and I just never heard from these people again um so it was a really hard thing to process and to figure out how to get closure and honestly I'm still kind of figuring that out and this podcast is part of that too so So, yeah, I was really working through that in January. In February, I go to New York. I stay in the East Village in this just absolutely incredible Airbnb. It was just, it was the perfect place to stay. Like, it was exactly where I was meant to stay. And, like, this trip was just such, I don't know, it was just such a peak, like a peak moment of the year, just such a gym because I just... It was like from that trip, I just knew like, yes, I am going to live in the East Village. This is exactly where I want to be. I feel so at home. This feels like a full body, just like, fuck yes here. Um, I literally was like looking at apartments on the street because I felt like such a resonance with the place. Um, Just had like the best time when I was in New York. Had like an amazing date, ran into like a friend from like high school and college, went to this party, had amazing food, like just all the juicy amazing good things so yeah it was 
it was just it was just so amazing and then after that I had a little bit of time back in Boston um and then I was going to New Orleans had met some guy that was into psychedelics and then randomly found this research lab that I was super excited about felt like full body tingles about everything emailed about it got a response was feeling very um very much like a fuck yes for that and being in New York so yeah I feel like I felt into that and I was feeling up with things and then I went to New Orleans and I had a very um a very interesting time (laughs) is one way to describe it I uh, yeah I I had fun and it was really good to see people but it was just it was just kind of like a haze of drinking and like I didn't get to see a lot of people I wanted to see and the time just went by really fast and it was just like I feel like I just like retracted and was acting kind of like my old self and was able to see some of the progress I'd made beyond that self in the past year and just felt like I'd like retreated to an old self there and it just brought up a lot for me after the trip um and I I think after that trip like mid end of February into the first weeks of March I was really I feel like the financial stress of the situation was hitting and I just hadn't gotten any word on unemployment so I was having a lot less faith about it and was just like really scared that I wasn't going to get it and yeah I think that was just really really scary um kind of going through that experience and all of those emotions and all of those kind of dark shadows emerging and yeah I'm trying to even like really think when it stopped I mean I was there were just like weeks I feel like in March or the first week of March where I was just like like I feel like I just cried like every day of the week and was not able to get anything done like um and it was like things weren't moving forward with that job and I was like trying to look for other things but also just like crumbling with the financial stress and just like the unprocessed trauma of being fired and just it was just like so much for me to hold and to carry and it it kind of just it pretty much just carried into all of March kind of feeling like that and you know like end of February March and then kind of in April like things started to open up for me more I you know I got an interview for this position that I was excited about and then like a second interview which I was excited about and yeah things were starting to feel more positive but I was I was really beating this trying to beat this depression feeling in Boston I was staying up until four in the morning getting up at 11 feeling like stressed and behind and depressed and like just in this like fog of like no motivation and sadness and like just all this like really heavy really heavy stuff and was preparing for the final interview for um this job and trying to kind of like 
push through it and honestly like barely struggling to even have motivation to do that because I was feeling depressed under the weight of like the chronic stress feelings I had been feeling in March um and then really it, it's so crazy because I, I I try to even think back and remember March and everything I was like there has to be something to break it up I did go to New York in March I was like I was like, there had to be something that broke up all the pain of all that time. I did go back to New York in March and had like a great time. I would say it wasn't as, um, maybe not as magical as when I was there in February because I had to be on a tighter budget because I was already stressed about money. But I went there in March and just had a, you know, had a great time got to see old friends, got to hang out with people, did some like wacky, weird, crazy New York stuff, which always makes me happy. And yeah, that was like, I feel like the good moment came back to Boston with some of that good energy at the end of March. And then it it just like after a week already started to dissipate (laughs) after like hanging out with some people and doing some things that didn't feel in alignment with myself. Yeah, that was the catch up with March. I I feel like I've already deleted all of Boston from my memory. But yeah, so March I did go to New York. I felt a little bit better for a week and then was drifting back into this depression-y feeling I'd felt the beginning of March into February, which had been like a really hard time for me. And I'd been in such darkness in that time and really going into the depths of of like so many money fears and losing all sense of stability, all of my savings, going into credit card debt. Um, Yeah, really losing everything that made me feel stable. Obviously, the job was already one thing. And then all my financial security was also stripped from me. And yeah, it was incredibly hard and things started to shift for me when I finally stopped trying to like force and figure it out and blah 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 like as soon as I surrendered things started to to magically shift and good things started to show up in my life again then I went to New York had that positive energy came back to Boston within a week it was wearing off and I was back in like Boston's fog and depression and just really I really struggled to be happy there in general and without a job too I was could really feel myself falling back into that and those patterns and then the the day before my final interview for this job I met this guy in this coffee shop um that really was very very attracted to and just excited by and yeah he very much brought my energy back to life um and honestly it helped with that my interview I feel like I felt enlivened by life for the interview um but the next day for the interview How do I describe it? The next day for the interview, I I had the interview and I was kind of told that they don't want people that are like too passionate about neuroscience and like 
then the person that I was talking to seemed like kind of annoyed by me like explaining my my competence in research and knowing about things so that was like weird and like basically it was just very much emphasized like administrative skills are very important and thoroughness and blah 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 and like all these things and I just like finished the interview had a feeling like I'm not going to get this job and also just had a feeling of like this isn't me and it was like from that day even though the interview like didn't exactly go well from that day it like broke me open to just like oh my god like I'm I'm a creative I've been trying to fit into this box of yeah this box of neuroscience researcher and I think neuroscience is incredibly creative but not the research space as it is is very much in a masculine energy very it's just very strict and rules and it's not a super creative space and I think neuroscience is a very creative science and very creative in general but that's not how the job of a clinical research coordinator is so I really was broken open with all of this and just felt felt like me again and was like I'm creative and I've been putting myself in this box and this box this box isn't me um this box isn't me at all and yeah I really felt like this return to myself because I think even in New Orleans, I had been able to strike the balance of creative and doing this thing and doing the neuroscience thing because because New Orleans is such a free and creative place. I was able to have both. And in Boston, I'd been so confined by this certain box. And I really, you know, I hadn't found a creative community there. I wasn't doing really anything creative besides this podcast and everything I've been doing. So yeah, I felt, I felt incredibly limited and to just tell myself the truth and be like, I don't want to do this position anymore. I deserve more money. I deserve to do something that actually serves my skills. And this is not really serving my skills. And yeah, to just feel really, to feel really broken open by that and to just like in the best way I felt so blissful and so free that weekend I just it was warm in Boston I was sitting in the sunshine I was listening to podcasts with like creatives and writers and people in New York and reading these books by this man who wrote a wrote a book when he was in jail like I just I just felt like so like on and alive and true to myself and the embodiment of art was how I was living which is the way that I was meant to be living, that my time in Boston had not allowed me to be. Yeah, and I I felt so freed by that. And that kind of high and that kind of energy continued through my time in Boston. I applied for a more creative job and was really motivated on the podcast and started hanging out with the guy who was also 
a creative, was also interested in podcasts, interested in all these things. And yeah, it was giving me a little taste of people that I probably would meet in New York. It was giving me a taste of inspiration. I was feeling inspired. I was feeling creative. I was feeling like this could really be a partnership where we grow our businesses and grow as humans together. And I was feeling really, really excited and really falling for this person as I was also decide trying to decide when I was leaving Boston because I really was not able to pay rent anymore. But I, I thought I would also be leaving maybe with a job offer um, as well to just be able to get to New York. Um, and yeah, then I find out I got denied for unemployment, which I had kind of known and figured that that was going to happen at the end of March or beginning of April. And that's why I'd been going through such the intense like grief and shame around money, like so much, so much shame, so much shame for the position that I'd been in of getting fired and how broke I was and how I was a bad person. Like there was so much of that narrative and so much of just anger for being at the place I was. And it was acceptance and surrender that got, that got me through that and that continues to get me through that. And yeah, so I find out I don't get unemployment. I find out I didn't get the job, which brings up a range of emotions with going home without a plan to get to New York. Um, I find out my grandma has cancer. I find out a really close family friend, like my second mom has cancer, like in this crazy span of time, but I'm feeling a little bit more aligned myself. So it's not all crazy rocking me off balance. And yeah, then I'm like trying to think about what was even next. Whew, there was a lot. And then kind of after that I'm falling for this guy and I like open up to him about how I'm feeling and yeah everything kind of just goes to shit with that I had an episode about it you guys can listen to it about manipulation and gaslighting narcissism all all those things um yeah I basically really fell for him and then was able to see a new side of him that just really had no emotional intelligence and no intention of knowing his emotions, very much numbed things out in his life. Um, Yeah, and just would not be able to properly communicate or be in a relationship with someone because he doesn't know his own emotions and feels like any concern that's brought up is an attack on his ego. So I was able to see that and he was honestly just super rude and mean to me and I asked him to apologize multiple times. It just got worse and worse until he just said some really fucked up shit that was also like a lie. Um, Basically, (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know if I can go into this, but basically just like blaming me for everything that had gone wrong, that it was my fault. And I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy town. And yeah, I'm like, what next? So that was all going on. And I was going through a ton of grief with that because I 
I was really feeling extremely strong feelings for him. I mean, it it has been a it has been a crazy past five months. Like I can't believe it's June tomorrow. Thank God we're releasing this Boston timeline with the eclipses and everything. What a crazy journey! But yeah, so I was really grieving the loss of this relationship and the person that I thought he was. Um, because I, I had really fallen hard for this person and I often think like, I don't know if I can do monogamy or like, I just, I never like meet someone where I'm like, yeah, I want to just be with you. I want you to be my person. I want to meet your family. I want to do all those things. Like I very much enjoy being single and being on my own and all of those things. And this experience brought up a lot for me. It brought up, am I, do I believe I'm worthy of a relationship like that? And both people really being met and making each other better. Like it really like brought up a lot for me, which I'm, I'm so glad it did and brought up a lot of my fears around relationships and fears around being vulnerable and telling him how I felt. And he didn't feel the same way, which I don't even know if that's true. I, I kind of think he did, but he just didn't let himself feel that way and then turned into an absolute asshole. But that's a whole other story. So I was going through grief with that of like opening my heart to someone and really seeing a future with this person and him not being the person I thought he was. And yeah, I definitely plan to do an episode more on dating like dating from your worth, dating with intention, dating as like a conscious, spiritual, self-aware woman. Um, really excited to do that at some point because I've, I've learned a ton over the past year when I think a lot of people haven't been dating. I've, I've really been dating a decent amount during COVID. So I'm excited to share some of that wisdom with you guys. So yeah, I was grieving a ton, about to leave. Boston feeling like I couldn't get the fuck out of there sooner um and things were really hard I realized that he was helping me not feel the depression feelings that I had felt in Boston um and the really deep unhappiness that I was feeling there like he had brought me back to life in a sense and yeah I was kind of just there in Boston crying in the park like I was always crying in the park um like I fucking hate this place. I'm so lonely here. I don't have community here. Um, I just fucking hate this place and I can't wait to leave. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much how I felt. And just like I couldn't get couldn't get out of Boston sooner. So yeah, before I left, there were like, I'm wondering if there's any random synchronicities that I'm forgetting, but I'll fill you in on some random things that happened to me. So first of all, my car got towed so many times when I was in Boston, so many signs for me to get out of there. But my car gets towed. I'm at the park. I'm having one of those like spells or negative thought patterns again that I've had throughout this whole experience of it was my fault. I got fired. Like I'm such a fucking failure. I'm a loser. Like all of these negative thoughts I'm having about myself. And I go to the park and I'm feeling really down on myself for being fired, for being in debt, for having no fucking money, and just not feeling like a boss-ass bitch, feeling like a loser. And yeah, I, I'm i sitting at the park, and this guy, 
which granted in Boston, usually random people come up and talk to me a lot. But in Boston, no one really would ever approach me. I approached the attractive guy in the coffee shop from early in the story. So I'm sitting at the park having this experience. This guy approaches me. He wants to talk to me. I'm like pretty standoffish, not really wanting to speak to anyone. And he keeps talking to me and is asking me what I do for work and I'm like I was fired like my boss sucked or like whatever um just like being really like don't talk to me dude and then it it happens that his ex-girlfriend used to work for my same boss and basically was like so unhappy there and felt like the environment was super toxic for her and all these different things and it just felt so just god universe source is looking out for you like I just literally felt like exactly what I needed to hear was said to me in that park with this guy so much validation that no it wasn't just me like this environment really was like that there and that this girl that everyone had called at work a bitch and told me she was mean or shitty like because we overlapped for like a week no she was actually being like um dealing with toxic work shit from my boss and other people there and being like you know emotionally kind of abused at work and it just felt like such validation of my own experience too from the universe sending this random person in the park to tell me this story i mean like what what are the odds there are no coincidences guys um So that happens and it happens that he's going through like a little breakup thing, kind of similar to what I'm doing, which I guess I would call a breakup. He gave me a toothbrush, so I'm going to call it a breakup. (laughs) So I'm going through, yeah, a similar thing and yeah, it's it's tough and he is going through that thing too we have this little like synchronistic journey thing before i leave boston and then i'm kind of packing my stuff up to leave boston i see my like incredible friends the friends that i did make while i was in boston were absolutely amazing amazing people and i love them so much um they're all bisexual which is interesting um not really related to this episode but anyway they were all so amazing and yeah kind of saying goodbye to them but I just I know when I when I was leaving New Orleans I had I was so 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 sad to be leaving like this great one-bedroom apartment I had that was cheap that felt like my first time I'd ever felt at home Still, the only time I feel like I've ever felt at home in my life was in that apartment in New Orleans. And, like, I had so much fear and so much anxiety with giving up that safety, but I knew it was right to take this chance in Boston. So, I... Yeah, the difference with Boston is I just really... There were moments when I started to feel some sadness when I would, like, say goodbye to friends... There would be like a pang of sadness knowing that as soon as I got in that car, my life would really transform and be different and 
all of these things, but it was just, I, I just really couldn't wait to get out of there the whole time that I was there. And yeah, I was just so ready to shut the door on this crazy, crazy chapter. Um, <laughs> part of me is wanting to include this detail. It's not that important, but um, I'm just going to say this. Sometimes the universe sends you people um, into your life as a messenger not to not to hook up with them that's all I'm gonna say but anyway so I'm, I'm leaving and yeah just feeling like I really just can't wait to get out of Boston and I get an interview that week for something in a creative space which I'm feeling excited about and things feel like they're moving forward in my life which I'm super excited about so yeah I pack up all my stuff kind of last minute clean my apartment and you know start start the drive and in like a matter of seconds it's like you know saying goodbye to my roommate kind of feeling some tears well up when I say goodbye to her and then my friend the night before and then it's just like I'm in the car and it's like this whole year of pain and trauma and betrayal and grief and chaos like it just felt like it's like when you're driving away from a place and you like look behind you and it keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until it vanishes that's what it felt like it was like I'm leaving behind all of this just bullshit and just watching it watching it diminish was just such a great feeling and driving and knowing I was on the way to New York it just felt like such a high and definitely will will tell more about my trips before getting home and definitely we'll do an episode on triggers and things that have come up while I'm at home we'll do an episode on being fired soon and yeah I'm traveling this week too so there's a little bit of a little bit of a lot going on but after that I definitely will be getting more guests on the show and in the next couple months having a little bit more stability and groundedness and yeah um able to work on this better but I love that it's been maintained through all my chaos and moves and so many things it's it's such a blessing to keep this going um but yeah I am done with Boston. I made it out. Of course, I'm still, I don't know, healing from especially being fired in that betrayal, but it feels so good to close the door, to close the door on that chapter. And I'm sure there's so many other nuggets of wisdom and things in here that I would love to impart on you, but I'm sure they'll come up in other episodes. But I just want to speak on something that was said to me today, and it's just that that being fired and all the money that I've lost isn't a loss. It's all a win. And this whole past year in Boston has been a, a win and it was so necessary to my growth and evolution. Even though it was incredibly uncomfortable, it was a lot of learning what I did not like, what I did not want. 
it was all so necessary for this next chapter, this next path, my life in New York, where I see myself, what I see myself doing. Um, yeah, it was all so necessary. So I hope if you're going through any hard times, you know that, you know, things are going to get better. Things are going to get better for me soon and I'll be on the other side of this and I'm trying to enjoy the fuck out of right where I am right now. And yeah, that getting fired or whatever your moment of being to your knees is that, yeah, that it's going to get better. It's not a loss. And sometimes the universe, when you're meant to leave a place, it slams the door in your face. So you'll listen. And that's what happened to me. But I love you guys. One last fuck Boston, (laughs) at least for me. And yeah, I'm so happy to be done with that place and chapter. Um, Sending love to all of you guys. Thanks so much for listening to my life. I love you, I love you, I love you.